0: section 44 of the living animals of the world volume two this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org the living animals of the world volume two book five chapter two insects part one by w f kirby insects are easily distinguished from the other jointed animals by many salient characters they have one pair of antennae two large compound eyes composed of a great number of facets and sometimes one two or three simple eyes placed on the crown or front of the head in its adult condition an insect is composed of three different parts which can be most readily noticed in a wasp there is the head with the antennae and mouth parts the thorax, to which one or two pairs of wings are attached above, and three pairs of legs below, and the abdomen. Insects breathe through openings called stigmata on the sides of the thorax and abdomen. They never possess more than six legs in the perfect state, the abdominal legs present in caterpillars etc. disappearing in the adult condition. They generally pass through what is called a metamorphosis, four different stages of life called respectively, egg, larva or caterpillar, pupa, nymph or chrysalis, and imago, or perfect insect. Insects are divided into several large sections, of which the following seven are the most important, and many entomologists prefer to include all insects under them. Sheath-winged insects or beetles, straight-winged insects or earwigs, cockroaches, soothsayers, stick insects, crickets, grasshoppers and locusts, nerve-winged or lace-winged insects or dragonflies and their relatives, stinging four-winged insects or ants, bees and wasps and their allies, scale-winged insects or butterflies and moths, half-winged insects or bugs and froghoppers, two-winged insects or flies. We proceed to notice these orders separately. Sheath-winged insects or beetles by the Reverend Theodore Wood fes beetles are distinguished from most other insects by the fact that the front wings are not employed in flight but are modified into horny sheaths which cover and protect the lower pair while not in use this arrangement however is also found in the earwigs as well as in the so-called black beetle and its allies and it is to be noted that the wing cases of beetles lie evenly side by side together when the wings are folded while the folding of the wings themselves is transverse as well as longitudinal. The number of species is very great, upwards of a hundred thousand having already been described, of which about three thousand four hundred have been taken in the British Islands. The order is again divided into several smaller groups, first among which stand the predaceous beetles of the land. Of these the common English tiger beetle is a familiar example. It is found on sandy and peaty heaths, and may be known at once by its bright green wing cases marked with white spots and the metallic blue of the abdomen the legs are coppery it flies with great swiftness in the hot sunshine taking to wing as readily as a bluebottle fly and feeds entirely upon other insects another representative of the group is rich golden green in colour with coppery reflections it is only an occasional visitor to britain but abounds in france and germany where it feeds upon the caterpillars of the famous processionary moth and is largely instrumental in checking their ravages in the great oak forests familiar to almost all is the purple ground beetle so plentiful in gardens and easily recognizable by the violet margin to the black wing cases it pours out an evil-smelling liquid from the end of the body when handled the curious red and blue bombardier which when interfered with discharges a little puff of bluish-white smoke from the tip of the abdomen accompanied by a distinct report is also a member of this group it is found under stones on river banks and also on the coast next come the predaceous beetles of the water of which we have a well-known british representative in the great brown water beetle this insect which is plentiful in weedy ponds swims by means of its hind limbs which are modified into broad flat oars with a mechanical arrangement for feathering as they are drawn back after making each stroke it flies by night often travelling for a long distance from one pond to another and regains the water by suddenly folding its wings and allowing itself to fall from a height in the female insect the wing cases are grooved for about two-thirds of their length This beetle must not be confounded with the still larger black water beetle, which belongs to another group. This fine insect, which is not predaceous in the perfect state, is locally plentiful in ditches, and is in great request as an inmate of the freshwater aquarium. The hind limbs are not modified for swimming purposes. Next in order come the cocktails, so called from their curious habit of turning up the end of the body when alarmed. To this group belong most of the tiny flies, which cause such severe pain when they find their way into the eyes. Some species, however, attain to a considerable size, the well-known devil's coach-horse being fully an inch in length. The great majority are scavengers, being found in carrion, manure, and decaying vegetable matter. A few, however, are lodgers in the nests of ants, by whom they appear to be regarded as pets and treated with the utmost kindness the next group includes the curious insects popularly known as burying beetles which inter the bodies of small animals in the ground scooping out the earth from underneath them by means of their broad and powerful heads and shovelling it back when the carcasses have sunk to a sufficient depth the eggs are laid in the carrion thus buried Most of these beetles are distinguished by the broad blotches or bars of orange on the wing cases, but one common British species is entirely black. Allied to these, and very similar in habits, are the flat burying beetles, of which there are about a dozen British species. In the best known of these, the thorax is dull red in colour and the black wing cases are curiously wrinkled. Another species is reddish yellow in colour with two round black spots on each wing case it is found on oak trees and feeds upon caterpillars the leaf-horned beetles are distinguished by the fact that the terminal joints of the antennae lie one upon another like the leaves of a book in many cases they can be expanded at will into a broad fan-like club the well-known stag beetle of great britain is a representative of this group it is a somewhat local species being plentiful in some parts of the country and entirely unknown in others the grub lives for several years in the trunks of elm trees feeding upon the solid wood when fully grown it buries itself in the earth and constructs a large cocoon in which it passes the chrysalis stage of its existence the perfect beetle emerges in november but remains within the cocoon until the following june in the female the jaws are very much smaller than in the male but are, nevertheless, more formidable as weapons. The insect may often be seen flying on warm summer evenings. A still larger insect belonging to the same group is the Hercules beetle, found in the West Indies and tropical America. A male of average size, being nearly five inches in length, in this beetle the thorax is prolonged into a horn, which is curved downwards, while the head is produced into a similar horn curved upwards so that the two look like a pair of enormous jaws. It has been stated that these horns, both of which are furnished with tooth-like projections, are employed in sawing off the smaller branches of trees, the beetle grasping a bough firmly, and flying round and round in a circle, till the wood is completely cut through. This assertion, however, is totally unworthy of credit. An example of the beetle, evidently imported was recently found crawling on a hedge near Biggleswade. One of the largest of all known beetles is Jury's goliath beetle, a native of the Gaboon, whose body is almost as big as the closed fist of a man. It appears to feed, while a grub, on the wood of decaying trees and undergoes its transformation to the chrysalis state in an earthen cocoon, the peculiarity of which is that a thick belt or ridge runs round the middle. How this belt is formed is a mystery, as it lies upon the outside, while the grub necessarily constructs the cocoon from the inside. Several living examples of this beetle were exhibited in the summer of 1898, in the insect house of the Zoological Gardens in Regent's Park, where they remained for five or six weeks, feeding on the flesh of melons. A photograph of this beetle will be found in the coloured plate. The Common Cockchafer belongs to another division of the same group this insect is extremely injurious as the grub lives for three years or more underground feeding on the roots of various cultivated plants the perfect beetle appears in may and june and is only too plentiful almost everywhere a month or so later its place is taken by the summer chafer or june bug which may often be seen flying in hundreds round the tops of low trees soon after sunset, while the smaller, Bondu, the Cockabundi of the angler, often appears about the same time in hundreds of thousands. The beautiful rose beetle, too, with its bright golden-green wing-cases, marked with wavy whitish lines, may often be seen sunning itself in roses or on the blossoms of pinks the famous egyptian scarabaeus is also a member of this group it is remarkable not only for the sacred character attributed to it by the ancient egyptians but also for its curious habit of rolling along balls of dung until it can find a soft spot in which to bury them when the egg hatches the grub feeds upon the dung the quantity provided being exactly sufficient for its requirements the common door-beetle of great britain is allied to this insect it tunnels down to a depth of 14 or 15 inches beneath a patch of excrement and lays its egg at the bottom of the burrow the skipjack beetles parents of the well-known wireworms which cause so much mischief by feeding upon the roots of cultivated crops represent another group these beetles owe their popular title to their singular method of regaining their feet when they happen to roll over upon their backs, their bodies being very smooth and polished, and their legs very short, they cannot recover their footing in the ordinary manner. On the lower part of the body, however, is a highly elastic spine, known as the mucro, which lies in a sheath. When the beetle falls over, it arches its body into the form of a bow, resting only upon the head and the extreme tip of the abdomen removes the spine from its sheath, and then drives it sharply back again. The result is that the central part of the body strikes the ground with such force that the insect springs into the air to a height of two or three inches. Then, turning half over as it falls, it alights on its feet. The firefly of the tropics belongs to the same group. The luminosity of this insect proceeds from two different parts of the body, a brilliant yellowish-green light shining out through two transparent window-like spots on the thorax, while an orange glow is visible on the lower surface of the abdomen. The exact cause of the light is unknown, as is also the manner of its control by the insect. The same may be said of the common English glow-worm, in which the light proceeds from the lower surface of the hind part of the body. The male of this insect is winged the female is grub-like in appearance and wingless the grub itself which may be found in autumn is also luminous and feeds upon snails another group includes a very large number of beetles of very varying character and appearance among these are the oil beetles so called from their habit of exuding small drops of an oily liquid from the joints of their limbs when handled the eggs are laid in batches of several thousand in holes on the ground, and the little long-legged grubs, on emerging, clamber up the stems of flowers and hide themselves among the petals to await the coming of a bee. When one of the latter appears, two or three of the grubs cling to its hairy body and are carried back to the nest, in which they live as parasites. One of these beetles may be seen commonly upon grassy banks in early spring allied to these insects is the blister beetle or spanish fly so well known from its use in medicine it is a very handsome species of a bright golden green colour occasionally found in great britain on the foliage of ash trees in many parts of southern europe it is extremely abundant the beetles belonging to the large and important group of weevils are characterised as a rule by the fact that the head is prolonged into a more or less long and slender snout, or rostrum, at the end of which the jaws are situated. The number of species already known is above twenty thousand. One of the largest and most famous of these insects is the diamond beetle of Brazil, the scales from whose wing-cases are so frequently mounted as microscopic objects. When viewed through a good instrument under a powerful light, The beauty of these scales is simply indescribable. All that one can say of them is that they seem to be composed of diamonds, rubies, topazes and emeralds, massed together in rich profusion, while diamonds are transformed into rubies, rubies into topazes, and topazes into emeralds at every change of light. The osier weevil, a black and white species about three-eighths of an inch long, is found on osiers in Great Britain. The grub boring galleries in the stems, and often causing considerable damage. The well-known corn weevil is still more destructive in granaries, the walls of which are often completely blackened by its crawling multitudes. The grub lives inside the grain, eating out the whole of the interior, and a single pair of the weevils are said to be capable of producing a family of more than 6,000 individuals in the course of a single season. The rice weevil is equally destructive to rice, and may be recognized by the two red spots on each wing case. The famous gru gru of the West Indies, which is regarded as so great a dainty, both by the negroes and by many of the white colonists, is the grub of the palm weevil. It lives in the stems of palm trees, and also in those of sugar-canes, causing a great deal of mischief by its burrowings. When fully fed, It constructs a cocoon by tearing off strips of bark and weaving them neatly together. The sugar weevil is still more troublesome, feeding upon the juice of the sugar cane and affecting the entire plant in such a manner that sugar can no longer be manufactured from it. Bad nuts are also due to one of these insects, the common nut weevil, which introduces its egg into the kernel during the earlier stages of its development when the grub hatches it proceeds to devour the kernel leaving a quantity of bad flavoured frass behind it while the shell is left untouched until the perfect insect emerges an allied species attacks acorns in a similar manner among the finest and largest of all beetles are many of those belonging to the great longhorn group of which the common british musk beetle is a familiar example this insect owes both its popular and scientific titles to its powerful odour, which perhaps resembles that of sweetbriar rather than musk, and can often be detected at a distance of twenty or thirty yards. The beetle, which is rich metallic green in colour, with long slender antennae, may be found in July, sunning itself on the trunks or foliage of willow trees. It varies considerably in size still more plentiful is the wasp beetle with its black wing-cases banded with bright yellow while flying it may easily be mistaken for the insect whose name it bears the grub lives in old posts rails hop holes, etc feeding upon solid wood the timberman is remarkable for the extreme length of the antennae, which in the male insect are three or four times as long as the body and trail out far behind it during flight it is found not uncommonly in fir woods in scotland the beautiful harlequin beetle of tropical america is one of the largest members of the group and is remarkable for the great length of the front legs as well as for the singular colouring of the wing cases it lives almost entirely in the trees swinging itself from branch to branch somewhat after the manner of a spider monkey when it ventures into the air it is greatly incommoded by the size of its limbs and the length of its antennae and seems to have but little power of directing its course another great group of beetles is that of the plant eaters many of which are exceedingly beautiful the reed beetles of britain for example are resplendent in crimson and green and purple and blue while the metallic radiance of others has gained for them the title of golden apples the notorious colorado beetle is a member of this group it may be recognized at once by the five black streaks running down each of the yellow wing cases. on the havoc which it causes among potato plants in north america it is unnecessary to dilate on a smaller scale the turnip flea is very mischievous in britain perforating the leaves of turnip plants or worse still Eating off the seed leaves as soon as they appear above the surface of the ground. Of only too many of these exquisite beetles, in fact, it must be said that their beauty is only equalled by their destructiveness. The ladybirds include a very large number of species. Some of these, such as the common two spot ladybird, are exceedingly variable, a long series being easily obtained in which no two specimens resemble one another both as grubs and as perfect insects they feed upon the green fly of the farmer combining with the grubs of the lacewing and hoverer flies to keep its numbers within due limits. Almost equally common is the seven-spot ladybird, a considerably larger insect with seven round black spots on its scarlet wing cases which may be seen on almost any grassy bank in spring. Both this and the preceding species sometimes visits the kentish coast in vast swarms the beach being reddened by their bodies for miles the last immigration of this description took place in 1886 in the summer of which year the hops in east kent were almost destroyed by blight and the ladybirds made their way at once to the hop fields and cleared them of the pest in a wonderfully short space of time a much smaller species known as the twenty-two spot is yellow in color and has eleven black spots on each wing case it is generally found crawling about on nettle leaves in the early part of the summer allied to the ladybirds are the very curious tortoise beetles in these insects the wing cases project to a considerable distance beyond the sides of the body and the legs are so short that only the feet can be seen from above so that the appearance is very much like that of a tortoise with the limbs partly withdrawn into the shell many different species are known in some of which the wing cases are streaked with brilliant metallic silver which however fades away very shortly after death the commonest of the british tortoise beetles is found on thistles another very large group of beetles is represented by the cellar beetle which is generally very common in old houses this insect must not be confused with the so-called black beetle from which it may easily be distinguished by its deep black colour its very much shorter feelers and the curious point into which the end of its body is produced it hides away in dark corners by day and crawls slowly about by night related to it is the meal-worm so much in request for the food of cage-birds which is usually very plentiful in granaries very different in appearance, yet belonging to the same group, is the handsome cardinal beetle, a bright scarlet insect which is not uncommon in summer. It may sometimes be found lurking behind pieces of loose bark, and is also fond of resting upon the flowers of umbelliferous plants in the hot sunshine. A second species, which is not nearly so plentiful, may be distinguished by the fact that the head is entirely black still more curious is the rapiphorus beetle which is parasitic within the nests of wasps where the egg is laid or how the grub first finds its way into the nest no one has yet succeeded in discovering but having made its entry the insect proceeds to burrow into the body of a wasp grub and lives within it for several days feeding upon its flesh meanwhile after increasing considerably in size it creeps out of the carcass of its victim and changes its skin, after which it resumes its interrupted meal, and continues to feed until the last vestige of the wasp grub has been devoured. It then changes to a chrysalis in the cell, and the perfect insect appears a few days later. Oddly enough, the wasps appear to take no notice of its presence, and never attempt to molest it. The two sexes of this beetle are quite unlike one another the male having the wing-cases yellow and the feelers heavily plumed while the female is black with the feelers only slightly toothed most singular of all the insects belonging to this order however is the strange little stork eyed beetle which spends the greater part of its life half buried in the body of a bee in this insect the feelers are branched somewhat like the atenuals or lesser feelers of a lobster and the eyes, which are comparatively few in number, are set at the ends of short foot-stalks. The male has very narrow wing-cases, but extremely large wings, which have a milky appearance during flight that can hardly be mistaken. The female has no wings at all, and in general aspect is nothing more than a grub. In early spring a great number of solitary bees are infested by this extraordinary parasite, which burrows into their bodies under cover of the projecting edges of the segments and there remains feeding upon their internal juices for several weeks with only just the tip of its tail protruding when fully fed it emerges from the body of its involuntary host leaving a large round hole behind it which frequently closes up and heals in any case strange to say The ravages of the parasite appear to have but little effect upon the health of the bee. End of section forty four. Recording by Florence.